Welcome everybody to the Monthly Movie Dispatch, the movie review show from your friends that you can trust. Every week we broadcast a review of a new film, uh, we talk about some other film news, and we recommend what to watch. We've been talking, critiquing, and gushing over movies since we were young, youngsters, and we aim to bring you honest conversations about relevant cinema. So, I'm Nick Moffat, I'm here today with Derek Deal. Hello. And um, yeah, today we're going to be talking about Justice League, yeah. the Zack Snyder cut. The only cut. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's pretty bizarre. Like, this is a this is a quarantine like own like this would not exist. Like, this is just such a weird, unique thing that <laughs> like we're just right. The world felt like everything just aligned perfectly that somehow this this exists the world was falling apart so warner brothers stepped up and gave us the snyder cut yeah <laughs> out of the ashes of their studio they pulled out the film strips off the floor <laughs> bring us the Zack snyder snippets mm -hmm. i'm just joking but I, I am I am really eager to talk about this movie. I have so much to say about it, and um, again, I I I'm just I'm surprised this is real. I'm surprised we're doing this, but I'm happy to be doing it with you. Um, yeah. First things first, I think that we should just uh, talk about the DC EU so far. The yeah. DC EU is, um, you know, it's Marvel's ver it's DC's version <laughs> of like the connected universe that uh, they're kind of following the lead from Marvel. MCU and they have the DC Entertainment Universe. Um, so that would include Man of Steel was the first one, and then Batman v Superman, and then I think they it might be DC Extended Universe. Extended Universe, extended, of yeah. course. Gosh, uh, slipped up there. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, then Wonder Woman, Aquaman. I get kind of confused on the current. Um, nexus of the dceu yeah i mean and i think that i think that warner brothers is also kind of confused on the current nexus of the dceu i mean maybe they know what it is but like the joker is a dc property but i don't think that's part of the dceu right and like matt reeves batman that's coming out like i don't think that's part of the dceu either right but Shazam but are they is... connected who knows well, yeah. Right, and then, we don't yeah, know about Shazam. that. Um, it seems like maybe James Gunn's new Suicide Squad is. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's it's weird because Margot Robbie's in it playing Harley Quinn. So, right. What does that mean? <laughs> or maybe right. it's just. I mean, who knows? I don't know. It's weird. Well, I think I think they're kind of figuring it out. The I think one thing that is clear about the whole experience with Justice League and Zack Snyder is that Warner Brothers and DC was trying to keep up with the MCU. Whereas with the MCU, they started out slow. They had distinct phases. They had origin stories. I mean, me personally, I was I was kind of bored with the Marvel Phase One when it was airing back mm -hmm. in the day. You know, Iron Man was good, but I was kind of like, okay, whatever, Captain America. Okay, whatever, Thor. And then yeah. I didn't get really excited until they came together. And then Phase 2, to me, was when things really started getting connected. And it was like, oh, wow, you can see how the events of the other movies were impacting future events going forward. And mm -hmm. that's when I got really excited about Marvel. And, and that's when I feel like Marvel really started bringing in the bucks, too. Right. It seemed like DC was kind of trying to play catch up to getting all their characters together at the same time. And you know, they did... Man of Steel, and before you even know it, the they're doing Batman versus Superman, right? Which, if that was Marvel, it would have happened. Ten films, movies in. films, yeah. yeah. Which I think there are good and bad elements to that, and kind of makes their movies a little more exciting in a lot of ways. But also, uh, that build up, that character development, wasn't always there. Yeah, they don't have time to like fix any wrongs that they might have done in like the first movie you know it's like their first time out you know man of steel's kind of setting up the universe like it's the starting off point and like if anything doesn't work like they have no time to like 
you know, fix it or try to steer things in a different direction. It's like, nope, next movie we're doing our big one, Batman for Superman. Yeah, it's like, okay. Right. I That's guess a really so. good point. That's a really good point. And I mean, I don't really want to sit here and compare Marvel and DC all day, but yeah. that is something that I think Marvel, I think they love that about how they're, they've rolled out their strategy. Mm-hmm. Even just looking at their recent uh, WandaVision, in a lot of ways, WandaVision is correcting Age of Ultron. Right. Yeah. They're taking the mistakes from that and kind of like, you know, putting more depth into it. Now, now you can go back and watch Age of Ultron and get a little more meaning out of it. Mm-hmm. But um, that being said, um, I mean, where do you stand on DCEU so far? Like, what what's your favorite movie? Uh, have you liked what they've done so far? Where are you at? Yeah. Um, they're... I mean... I think I actually like them more than a lot of people that I talk to. Um, especially like I, I, I kind of enjoyed uh, the Batman for Superman director's cut. Uh, and Man of Steel wasn't the worst thing ever, but it's still kind of like eye rolly. Um, but I really liked Shazam a lot. I had a lot of fun with Shazam. It was a really big surprise how fun that was. Um, and joker i liked but that's not really you know depending on where you want to put that but i it's a dc movie so i think i like i haven't liked i consider like suicide squad one of the worst movies ever made so like there's it's easy it's easy to say like they're they don't have a good track record but what i do like about what they're doing especially more recently with uh zack snyder's justice league joker and what seems like they're kind of doing with james gunn's suicide squad and then matt reeves batman is giving these uh not necessarily like auteurs but you know these people that have very distinct visions and ideas of how they want to do these stories and they're letting them just do them you know suicide squad it doesn't seem like it's a sequel or a reboot like they're just kind of like james gunn you want to make Suicide Squad, go do your Suicide Squad. You know, yeah, you can have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn because she's great. And, like, it doesn't have to necessarily connect to anything. And um, I kind of like that. And I think it's paying off for them with, like, the Joker, obviously just doing, like, a, you know, completely different take on that character. And people loved it. And uh, letting Zack Snyder, like, do this crazy four-hour-long movie like people are liking it you know so um i i like them going in that direction because marvel never never gives directors that opportunity so i think that's really cool that dc is yeah i'm starting to i'm trying to start the petition for the edgar wright cut of (laughs) ant-man yeah yeah um yeah dude i i typically i think i agree with you um not completely but about like you know the specifics and all that but i i I have my own mixed feelings about DCEU, mm. um, but I, I agree that they really do give directors um, the opportunity, and I appreciate that. Um, I remember oh. when I saw I saw first Man of Steel, and I was actually like pretty into it the first first time I saw it, mm. and I went home and I was like, Derek, Brandon, you guys, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah so much like weird philosophical stuff and blah 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 and you guys were like oh yeah we all hated it and uh sorry to break it to you nick yeah you guys kind of convinced me of how bad it was and it wasn't until like years later that i rewatched it and um i i do think it's full of problems but i also like don't think it's awful and i'm kind of there with you with batman vs superman like i i don't I probably like it more than most people, but I think it's a mess of a movie. But <laughs> what I like about it is how Zack Snyder had a vision and was really going for it. Like yeah. he was swinging for the stars. He was <laughs> trying to do something. And I, I love that about it. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not a big snack Zack Snyder fan, right. but I do, um, I kind of, I mean, I don't know him personally, but from what I've gathered, I like him as a personality. Yeah. You know, I like, um, I like how into movies he is. He kind of strikes me as like a hot topic version of Christopher Nolan. You <laughs> yeah. know, where he That's a good comparison. Has... <laughs> yeah. 
he just has a um like a flash about him and he he's striving to do like what he thinks is so cool but it's not to me it's not what i think is so cool right. you know what i mean the comparison like, I, that i worked out in my head was he's a nuanced michael bay like okay. he goes okay. all out on every shot like michael bay but he actually has like a fairly artistic ver like vision to what he's going for he's not just like extreme as possible constantly he's actually trying to make something artful but he's just like all out on it you know like 100 miles an hour right so on the uh spectrum of uh action <laughs> filmmakers uh he's in between christopher nolan and michael Bay. yeah okay yeah. i think that's fair i think that's fair yeah so yeah you know um i don't know so i'm not super into Zack snyder's uh style typically like i don't you know even before man of steel i uh, i just you know didn't get super into his aesthetic yeah but um i i was pretty happy that he was given the chance to redo this version um yeah i don't know i i, I guess you know we we could just jump right into our our review on justice league now um yeah in just that shout out to aquaman and wonder woman too if we didn't even talk about them but i actually like both those movies a lot so. oh yeah uh i, I agree <laughs> i think i think wonder woman's the best one so far yeah. um, first one by quite a bit um but um yeah dude um just with Zack snyder it's like uh, gosh i don't know he just he's he's just <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with him, but okay, let's just start. Yeah, with let's Justice just jump. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, Zack Snyder's Justice League um, stars Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ray Fisher, Jason Momoa, Ezra Miller, Amy Adams, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, and a bunch of other people. This is like the big movie where everyone comes together. Um, real quick plot description. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Bruce Wayne enlists newfound ally Diana Prince to face an even greater threat. Together, Batman and Wonder Woman work, work quickly to recruit a team to stand against this newly awakened enemy. Despite the formation of an unprecedented League of Heroes, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, and The Flash, it may be too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions. So this is exclusively on HBO Max, and it is uh, the four-hour version of a movie that came out in 2017. Um, I think that we should real quick talk about the backstory about what happened back mm -hmm. in 2016, 2017. Um, like we mentioned earlier, Zack Snyder was, he made Man of Steel, he made Batman vs. Superman, and then he started working on Justice League. And apparently they were planning on making a few of these Justice League movies. Yeah, at least two, but, I know. Yeah, at least two. And then and then um tragedy struck, unfortunately. Um Zack Snyder's daughter um passed away. I think she um died of suicide. But uh and Zack Snyder ended up dropping out of the movie. Um I, I don't know for sure, but I think rumor has it he didn't have the energy or you know strength in terms of being a um person who was grieving to kind of make such a big production and butt heads with the studio on what um he wanted to make on the movie just it's a, such a huge movie and yeah kind of I'm, I'm assuming directing this sort of thing consumes your whole life yeah someone going through that couldn't do it so Warner Brothers went and they brought in Joss Whedon, who uh, had directed Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. So he knew how to work in the studio system and um, he took all their studio notes and reshot some of Zack Snyder's stuff and he trimmed up the movie. And apparently one of the big notes for Warner Brothers executives was that it needed to be two hours long. That was something that I heard. Uh, it's so weird to me. Yeah, yeah. The executives were like, "It needs to be two hours. That's it." Which, um, you know, doesn't solve problems. Yeah. 
putting a time limit on things doesn't really um, address any of the story issues or anything else that was going that would be going on. So they just sit there with like three hundred pages of screenplay. <laughs> They're like, all right, we need to fit this in two hours. Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, two hours, and uh, you know, it came out, and um, um, in my my opinion of the twenty seventeen one was I saw it, <laughs> and it felt it like. There. Yeah, it, it felt like an incomplete movie, honestly. Like, I, I left the movie being like, this This felt like a uh, pilot or like a season opener of a TV show. You know, maybe not the maybe not the pilot. Maybe it's like season three or four. But, you know, it's it felt like the opening of a show and most of the content was missing. Um, it just everything was happening so fast and the characters weren't really there and it just you know, it just, it just didn't feel complete. You know, yeah. there, there was some stuff that I liked in it and, but mostly it just, it just didn't really feel like a full movie. Um, whereas like, I feel like Batman versus Superman has like the opposite problem where it has too much movie in mm -hmm. some ways. Like there's too much going on in that one. Zack Snyder was trying to do too much. And most of it, I want to say most of it, some of it didn't connect. Like, my thing with BVS is that like scene to scene, there are some awesome scenes in there, mm -hmm. but all the way as a plot, it doesn't totally work. Just yeah. it's very disjointed and it's kind of a mess. And there's some really stupid stuff in it, but Zack Snyder was really, really trying to do something with that movie and justice league. It felt like, okay, that was um, a studio movie that came out and I saw it. It was just, it was just there yeah um so then uh for years fans have been clamoring for the snyder cut of justice league and many people myself included thought that it just straight up didn't exist um sure maybe there are just deleted scenes on the floor in the vault at warner brothers but you know even if they pulled those scenes and put them together that wouldn't be the you know snyder cut and then surprisingly out of nowhere last year they announced hey we're gonna put out the snyder cut and it's not exactly that the deleted scenes picked up off the floor they ended up giving Zack snyder 70 million dollars to go back out and reshoot a lot of it but he did get to make the movie that he wanted to make at least what we're assuming the movie he wanted to make um he spent a lot of time doing reshoots and uh changing some cgi and um, really putting it all together and you know they decided it was going to be a four hour thing and um, that's what we're going to talk about today so I mean Derek you didn't you didn't see the, ver the original one correct? No was that just because you'd heard bad things about it or? Yeah I mean yeah I mean I think about honestly like Suicide Squad is so bad I think about it all the time <laughs> it like justice league was totally giving me those vibes and i'm like i can't like have another one of those movies that are like creeping into my consciousness like <laughs> with how bad they are and i just and the whole like exchange and everything that happened and then like you know rumors about like hostile set and stuff i was like you know fuck this movie i'm just not gonna watch it and i just never did so yeah i mean good good for you um I, I, I didn't think it was as bad as Suicide Squad. You know, Suicide yeah. Squad also didn't also felt like an incomplete movie, but that one was covered up by classic rock songs. Right. <laughs> and this this at least like I did think it was I did I do think it's better than Suicide Squad, but you know, you walk out of Suicide Squad and you're just like, What was that crap? That was just <laughs> pure crap. What none of that was good. Yeah. You know, Margot Robbie was pretty good, but other than that, like that was just, that was just nonsense. And yeah, I don't. I, there were parts you could see that there was a skeleton of something good in Justice League, but um, it just wasn't, it just wasn't there. Right. So, you know, there were a few things I was pretty curious about going into this movie. I was curious um, if Zack Snyder was going to like revise any of his script. Obviously there's no way of us knowing whether or not he did uh, any of any script changes, but 
I guess I was curious if he was going to add any of his personal like reflection into this, into the story, you know, if he was going to have um, elements or layers of grief, mm-hmm. you know, any sort of um, sort of contemplation about what he had been through in the last year. Um, I was curious what four hours was going to do to a movie like this. Yeah. You know, was that going to make the movie better or worse or, or what was that look like? Doubling, and... doubling its screen time for the same story. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, also like this has never been done before. This yeah. sort of thing where years later, someone gets to go back and um, basically recreate their movie. I mean, I made that joke about Ant-Man earlier, but I mean, really, like, what if they were like, hey, Edgar Wright, you want to go back and remake Ant-Man 1? Yeah. This is unheard of. Yeah. And um, so I was just curious about that whole process. And, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting this to be great, honestly. And so my expectations were probably, like, lower than uh, most people's. Maybe not Mm. most people's. Maybe, like, you know, the hardcore fanboys or whatever. But, like, my expectations were were cautiously optimistic or extremely curious. I get, and as the days got closer, I was more and more excited. Um, and I, I was very pleased. I will just say yeah. right on top. I, I enjoyed this. I, I had a really fun time with it. There's definitely things I still not super into. Um, I absolutely thought it was better than Justice League 2017, like 100%, no question about it. I don't understand anyone who says that 2017 is better because I just don't, I don't see that at all. I I thought that this had so much more depth to it, so much, uh, so much, so much more characterization. Um, the action scenes, I thought all of them played out better. And I, uh, just the character designs looked better. There were all these little things. I just was like, I was just into this movie. I just thought yeah. it was, I thought it was great. And, you know, I'm still not super into Zack Snyder's slow-mo. I feel like he overly relies on it, mm. but I kind of think his whole thing, I mean, you kind of mentioned this earlier that Zack Snyder's thing is that he wants every shot to be as epic as possible. Like yeah. every page every scene he wants it to be like a painting you know like a a beautiful work of like action adventure imagery in one in one frame you know like everything needs to be as big and powerful as possible and to do that i think he relies on the slow-mo so you can like really be like wow look how beautiful it is (laughs) yeah but to me it worked not not all the time because i think some of it kind of teeters into self-parody a little bit mm-hmm. but i do think that the longer version of this movie works better for Zack snyder's style yeah like having the slow-mo kind of allows you to appreciate the action and like kind of feel the characters and you're not like you're not rushing through it mm-hmm. you know it all it's conducive with each other yeah and uh yeah you know um i uh also felt like with that i thought the pacing was really the pacing really worked for me i didn't think it dragged at all despite how long it was i was really interested in each uh in each part that was happening i was like in i just i felt like the movie moved you know i were just like 2017 i felt like it moved too fast Right. I, I kind of like when movies move slow. And I again, I don't think this movie moved slow. I thought it moved at a perfectly, just perfectly well-paced. And I, I you know, I got into that. Yeah, um, there's a lot of... There's just... Again, like, this movie just has so much in it that, yeah, there's enough... In a four-hour runtime, you can have everything play out at, like, a fairly decent pace because there's just so much stuff to get through and so like none of it's boring it's like you know it all mostly all of it serves a purpose you're never like what are we doing here why are we like everything you're it's either either it's interesting and helpful to the story 
or at least even if it's has nothing to do with the story it's at least done in a cool enough way that you're like this is cool still you know which there's definitely a lot of that it's just like stuff but (laughs) but they're done well and you're like this is still cool but (laughs) yeah and you know me like i keep talking about this on the podcast how i'm really into lingering shots yeah (laughs) and this movie was full of that where yeah it might not be purposeful for the story but at least it looks really pretty Mm. and man every shot in this movie was really thought out and had a lot going on in it yeah um i think we should say that this movie is split up between seven parts so that is another factor of um you don't need to watch all of it in one sitting i think you can and i think it would work just fine um but personally i'll be honest i'll be up front about it i didn't watch it in one sitting Mm -hmm. you know i just how my life is if you give me the opportunity to watch movies in multiple parts, especially with them being built in, then <laughs> I might take you up on it, especially if it's just a streaming movie and I'm watching at home. But I think that was their plan too. Probably they're like, this is like, people aren't going to want to sit for four hours through this thing. Like, and I think splitting it up kind of gives you an excuse. Yeah. Like a good reason. It's like, okay, it's the end of that act. I can go, you know, go do the dishes or go to work or whatever and come back and finish it. And the movie's kind of forgiving for that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have anything against a four-hour movie. I mean, I watched The Irishman in theaters. That's like three and a half hours. Yeah. (laughs) And I would do it again. Yeah. But, you know, also, it's like, yeah, HBO was very aware of what they were doing. And I thought that worked out out for them. Any, what were your initial thoughts? What what did you think of this movie? Um, So I did watch it in one sitting. And I wasn't planning on it at all, but I was just so into it from start to finish. It was just so much fun. And uh, Phoenix watched probably like a solid two hours of it with me. <laughs> at one point, he put on just like earmuffs because um, he said it was too loud. But I turned it down, but he like left them on anyways. I figured, all right, whatever. <laughs> he just like watched the movie with me. So, um, yeah, I, you know, like you said, it, it flowed so well that. Um, it never felt like it never drugged to the point where I was like going to stop and like go do something else you know it just constantly had my attention and uh, like I really I like I think I really liked it like I think I, I I think it's probably his best movie and um which I don't know how much that's saying, you know, he kind of has a reputation, you know, people either like him or you hate him. Uh, and I've always been just kind of, it's kind of hit and miss for me, but I really like this movie. Like I could potentially watch it again cause it's really fun. And like, uh, I was really surprised with the action scenes. I don't necessarily like relate him. Like I don't connect him with action even though he does action movies, um, that's never something that really stands out. Like in BVS, well, or uh, Man of Steel, you know, it was like, it, it was still in that era of disaster, you know, just like so much CGI, like buildings falling all over the place. There, there wasn't anything to really look at. And this one, I think they actually planned out, you know, it feels like he grew a lot and like these action scenes are actually really well planned out and pretty clever. Like the, um, even when they don't make sense, they're still great. Like the whole Themyscira scene, um, with the mother box. Like, I don't fully (laughs) understand like what was happening there. Like the setup for that scene with like all these people that just sit around protecting mother boxes for thousands of years, I guess. And they don't do anything else. They just sit there and watch it all the time right. whatever like <laughs> right there, there's a bunch of stuff in this movie that's just like that where you're like yeah. why do they just stand around all day just with their swords drawn looking at that other box yeah okay, it hasn't moved for okay. five thousand years but they still sit there ready to attack it at any second but yeah but what followed that i thought was a really awesome action scene like that whole exit from there and with the um you know, this is oh, this is something I know they changed from the movie. I did skim the 2017 Justice League, 
So I just wanted to see, like, what, I wonder if, like, what scenes are different. And then it got to a point where I was like, this is a different movie. What am I even, what? And then I just kind of stopped. <laughs> like, the ending half, I think, is all different. But, uh, yeah, just that whole scene was just really creative, like, with the, um, the Amazonians, like, keeping the mother box from, um, oh, God, blanking on the villain's name. Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf. The way they were doing, it was just like, they just kind of kept going and kept going. And I was like, this is like awesome. This is so cool. I'm really into this. And uh, I just noticed that happening over and over. Like the next, the big fight that they all have with Steppenwolf. Again, I was like, this is just like a good action scene. And um, it was just consistent all the way throughout the movie. Every time they broke into those action scenes, I was always into it. And um, I really appreciated that they were able to build out some characters kind of like it kind of felt like like when justice league was first coming out i was like there's all these characters in this movie that they haven't even introduced yet like we don't know anything about the flash we don't need to know anything about cyborg i don't think aquaman had even come out yet so it was like and we're jumping right into this team up movie and i kind of get what he was going for now because now seeing this, it was like, oh well, he was planning to, you know, do as good as he could at introducing those characters in this movie, and I think he did an all right job at it. Like I think he did pretty good. Like I get the Flash. I still don't know why he's the Flash. He just is, I guess. But at least they kind of built in like who he is as a character. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of get his attitude and his motives. I don't know what he was doing in this story necessarily besides just like joining the Justice League. But I do like get that guy, Barry Allen, kind of now as a character in this universe, if that makes sense. Oh, that totally makes sense. And I think the thing about The Flash was that he was he's got something going on with his dad and he's got that whole thing going on. So, I, I, I mean, I think I think you're right. There was there's more there but they set him up and his character kind of shows up fully realized in a lot of ways yeah different from cyborg which in the original version he basically was a blank slate Mm -hmm. and he had no backstory whereas this version he has like the full origin and everything pretty much yeah if anything this movie is like from cyborg's perspective in a lot of ways yeah that's what i was actually perspective someone was asking me like uh what i thought about cyborg and i was like i think he's like the main character kind of of the movie in a lot of ways i would second that i definitely think he's the main character and uh you know in the first in the first one in the 2017 version i could i couldn't tell you anything about him like i mean i know that he had a dad and you know he had some sort of accident and some reason he's like part robot but Mm. i really couldn't even tell you what his powers were and this one i know exactly what happened to him why he is the way he is, why he has a chip on his shoulder, his relationship with his dad. Um, also, I have a good idea what his powers are. And his powers mm-hmm. are pretty awesome. Yeah. Besides the one part where he, like, they automatically turn on and, you know, kind of uh, oh, right. have, like, a random self-defense. That's the only part where I was like, come on, Cyborg, get your powers together. <laughs> yeah. um, you can hack any spot. system instantaneously except for your arm. Like... Yeah. I, I didn't buy that. But, <laughs> yeah. again, that was just not one of these, like, weird like detail things where you're just like again i just feel like sometimes zack snyder just doesn't like fully conceptualize the details of a scene <laughs> yeah you know he's like this will be awesome right. and then he like moves on but yeah. he doesn't like, totally <laughs> think things through all the way yeah. but again it's like you kind of have to just move on a little bit if you're gonna enjoy his movies yeah so yeah i mean i thought cyborg was great um mm-hmm. and the weird thing for me was watching aquaman uh, watching this version of Aquaman after right. the movie, his movie came out because this movie was supposed to come out before uh, the Aquaman solo movie. So in this one, he was like still like not into his people and kind of just <laughs> being a loner. And yeah. that was kind of hard for me to like, I had to remind myself like, oh yeah, the Aquaman movie hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I was actually really confused for a little bit of this movie. And then it popped into my head that in the Aquaman movie, there's a throwaway line 
in case you didn't see Justice League, letting you know that it happened after Justice League. <laughs> it's just like a really quick throwaway line. There's like, oh yeah, after what happened with Steppenwolf, you're like, oh okay, so this takes place after. Yeah. But it has nothing to do with anything besides just a like frame in the timeline where you are. <laughs> totally. But uh, yeah, and like I don't. This was after Wonder Woman, right? Like the timeline? Y- yes. Well, yeah, for yeah, sure so... the timeline was. But this movie came out after Wonder Woman? Or did it come out before Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman was a summer movie, and this was a... The 2017 one was a winter movie. So I think they came oh, okay. out the same year. But this so was... Wonder Woman, I think, came out first, just yeah. uh, over the summer. And then this one came out uh, in, like, November, I think. Yeah. And it was totally kind of, you know, you kind of forgive them for not spending a ton of time with those characters because they got their own solo movies. And um, we know a lot about them now, too. And so I'm uh, still not I'm still not super into um, what he decided to like the direction he went with with Batman and Superman. I think both of their characters don't really make sense to me, like as a comic book fan. Yeah. um, As a fan of other versions of Batman and Superman. Just, um, I just feel like Batman's not very smart in these movies. Right. Um, and I always felt like Batman was is supposed to be one of the smartest people in the world. Yeah. And he just, I'm always like, what are you doing? Just with Ben Affleck's Batman, I, I'm always just like, what, what, what's your, what are you, what's your thinking on this? I just, I, I have a hard time getting behind his logic often. Yeah, I hear and, you. Especially in this movie, he's kind of like a backseat, like kind of guy, like. Like, I think all the plans are mostly cyborgs and, um, yeah, he's just kind of getting the team together, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's like his big thing is putting the team together and (laughs) I mean, he does it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I do want to say something spoilery. um, Yeah. Let's just, we can jump into spoilers here. Okay. So we've been talking about this for a little while. Um, so we're going to go into spoilers from now on and you know we're just if you haven't seen this uh, or the 2017 one we're going to be saying some spoilers so spoiler section going forward um the thing i would the scene i was going to bring up was when they brought superman back to life so i yeah batman versus superman superman dies and then they end up bringing him back and it's kind of a pet cemetery situation where he's <laughs> he doesn't know himself but he's just going crazy and yeah. he just starts tearing into the rest of the justice league I mean, he doesn't know who they are, and Cyborg kind of attacks him first. Right. But still, uh, he's he's pretty much evil at this point. And yeah. then, uh, you know, he goes after Batman, and Batman is like, the world needs you. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, Batman's not going to, like, like, play into that, like, his yeah. humanity. I just, I just no. didn't buy into that. And I also didn't believe that he wouldn't bring Kryptonite or something, like, something yeah. else. Batman always has a backup plan right and he had no backup plan there he was yeah. about to be obliterated <laughs> by superman yeah. if it wasn't for amy adams walking up but i do want to say that was a good difference in the original one the 2017 one um batman kind of like used her as a pawn as like that was the safety that was his backup plan was just having lois lane there mm. but this one they established that she actually goes to superman's memorial like every day yeah. so she would have been in the area because she was visiting like she always does right I actually I liked that a lot more. Yeah. And um yeah, also Superman going dark is always is just kind of weird, you know, I wasn't super into Batman. I wasn't I wasn't into um his character's motivation in Man of Steel. Like I didn't I didn't like how the initial setup was with his dad, with mm-hmm. Papa Kent. Um but it seemed like this movie was aware of that sort of criticism yeah. and they were trying to move away from it. Right. And I think they were mostly successful with that. Like there's that scene where they, uh, they go into Superman goes into the hallway and he's hearing voices from his dad, or I guess both of his dads, he's hearing mm-hmm. um, his Krypton dad and Papa Kent. And the things that Papa Kent is saying to him are all like, it's time to reveal who you are, which is, opposite of what he was saying in man of steel right and like the world needs you and that kind of thing and 
again, I don't really understand where those voices were coming from. I don't know if those were just in his head or if it was like coming out of, I don't know, the, the cave. Ship. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I do think that that worked as a character motivation and helped him go and do the right thing. Yeah. Um, God, sorry. I'm just like, this movie's so freaking big. Uh, <laughs> there's, uh, I also appreciated from a Zack Snyder movie. I thought that there, even though there was like those, you know, dark Superman and like Batman's just like muscle bound kind of meathead. But like, uh, I felt like there was less like brooding in this movie, which is like, all I got from Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman is just like macho man like I'm gonna punch you so hard and stuff and like this movie just had like it was like let's just calm down and let's have fun and like we'll have some like little hangout scenes here and there and like um, everyone's not like so freaking serious and like just upset and angry at the world constantly you know it's like and maybe it works in the character like arcs th- across these movies, you know, they're, um, they know where that got him, you know, in the other movies, which is got Superman dead and stuff like that. So maybe, I don't know. There might be an argument there to say that that's like a character thing, but I kind of think it's, it felt like he was moving, he's moving in a direction that I like. Um, like I kind of thought, um, skipping ahead a little bit, the moot like the ending like 10 minutes of the movie like besides the epilogue like i thought it ended like before the epilogue you know like right when it ended there it was like wow like good on you zack snyder (laughs) like it kind of ends on like a happy note has like this really beautiful montage at the end and it's not like not everything's all grim and dark and upsetting like it was the first time in a Zack Snyder movie where I was I felt kind of inspired and I was like wow like I think I kind of like this direction that things are moving in um and I think I kind of got that throughout the whole movie like I kind of yeah I think that worked a lot better than what we've seen from him in the past um, I think you're right, and I don't think that's just... I, I think Zack Snyder set the template for that grim attitude for DCEU. Yeah. But I think most of those movies are full of very grim and um, almost nihilistic perspectives. Yeah. But I do think that this movie is hopeful. By the yeah. end of part six... Again, there's seven parts, but the seventh right. part is the epilogue. <laughs> By the end of part six, after the big big action scene it does feel like it's hopeful like the team came together and you know they fucking chop off steppenwolf's head (laughs) and it's a glorious moment and the team comes together and they're standing there all connected and it's like all right hell yeah i think that like this is gonna work going forward you know and i think that they're gonna work together and this is you know this is gonna be cool and batman starts building the justice league headquarters and um i don't know there's a moment of of hope and that was missing through the rest of Zack Snyder's DC movies. Yeah. Yeah, I just really like that. The climax itself really worked for me, too. Um, I wasn't sure, like, where it was going or what they were going to do with, like, it's like, okay, we're going for the big showdown. Um, but once they got there, it actually was, like, pretty clear. They're like, it was pretty simple, too. It's just, like, these, you know, he's putting the mother boxes together. We need to cyborg's the only one that can actually go into them it's pull them apart so we need to get him there we need to create like a energy surge to give him enough power to break in it's like okay i'm tracking everything this is all making sense and they're doing it in cool ways it was fun the whole time um like the flash stuff was really exciting i thought um i don't know like (laughs) how well it works in like the this like flash as a character like if that's where you start with the flash like more spoilers like time travel stuff you know i don't know if that's where you start with the flash in the his first movie but it was really cool to see that happen it was like wow they're like going all the way here with this um and i loved all that 
I don't think it was, you know, it gets really melodramatic in that moment. And it's kind of like, it's not really an earned, like, emotional thing they're going for with him, like, pumping himself up and, like, talking to his dad and stuff like that uh, in that, like, time travel scene, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, totally. Like, kinda... there, there's a weird thing that happens a few times in this movie, where not just with Flash, but where they yeah. have an emotional moment, and it's... I agree. It's not totally earned. Yeah. Every time it happens, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere, and you're just like... I, I feel like Cyborg has a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an emotional moment with um, Superman when he returns and he meets his mom. I, th- yeah. I think that was... I think I think that was earned. That was a pretty pretty great emotional moment. But, yeah. I mean, you don't know anything about Flash's dad at this point. I mean, you've, you've met him in prison, but you don't know really what happened or what their relationship is really like so to have him be like i am one of the best people dad <laughs> you're kind of like did he ever say you learned yeah. like i don't know yeah <laughs> i mean cool we all want to be you know yeah. proud. We all want our dads to be proud of us but yeah it it also was another one of those things that just like kind of didn't make sense like him mm. time traveling made sense yeah but why was he also tapping into like the future or past right. or something you know like what what was what was that moment and right again, cyborg had a few of these too where like you know he could you know cyborg could like tap into all technology and then like see things i think he did that with the mother box too and i wasn't really sure about that as well like what right yeah because he kind doing. of like maybe sees the future when he's in there and stuff like that so you're talking yeah about, yeah yeah, totally, and that wasn't super clear to me either. But again, it's like these Zack Snyder things where you're just like, okay, you have a big idea that you're trying to portray to us, and um, the how and why doesn't really matter. Okay, yeah. fine, I'll accept it so I can enjoy your movie. Yeah. Um, let's well, move on. The other part is that this we have to assume like none of this is like canon for like future movies, right? Because this is kind of like a canceled project, unless they are going to then now retroactively be like no this is real like because people really like it and so we're gonna get you know we don't know what they're gonna do with it but like with right. the flash and... stuff like that's kind of what i assume i was like this is cool that we're seeing like what he was going to do with this because this probably doesn't matter and they're probably going to change it when the flash gets a solo movie you know so well i kind of get the impression that this is how they were going to i feel like this is how they want this movie to end either way i kind of yeah. got that impression um I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, it, it felt like this was the right ending for this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was the epilogue for me that was kind of out there. You know, right. the epilogue <laughs> was the thing that felt like that was from another movie or that's like that's setting up stuff that may or may not ever happen. Probably not ever going to happen. But yeah. um, that was tacked on. That actually, like, literally was tacked on. That's part of the seventy million. Like, they went back and wrote that and shot that. That was never part of the original script. Or anything. Some of it was. Some of it was. Well, like, like the um, ideas were, but I don't think they fit. Like that wasn't something they were going to film. I mean, there was thirty minutes of that there. I mean, the the Luthor stuff was there. Not not hundred percent the same. But mm-hmm. the Luthor breaking out of Arkham and then meeting oh, up oh, with Oh, uh, okay, I see you mean. Yes, yes, that, that stuff. That was there. Yeah, yeah. And I um, guess I mean, like, the nightmare stuff. Right, because then the nightmare scene happens, and it's like a post-apocalyptic dystopian future, and Superman is evil again. And, <laughs> it goes back uh, to, like, Zack Snyder from, like, two movies ago. Okay, right, it was like, okay. didn't we see this in BBS kind of thing? Right. And, I, I thought that Justice League, this movie, was preventing that from happening. But I guess, like, Darkseid actually wasn't involved in this movie. He was, like, he was here. Mm. But it was kind of a um, Thanos-Ronin situation where yeah. Steppenwolf um, was kind of the, you know, doing the bidding of Darkseid. Just as Ronin was, like, trying to collect the gauntlets for Thanos. Yeah. Which, by the way, I do think that's a very fair comparison. But I mm. think that... I thought Steppenwolf was better in this movie I than Ronan. Totally was. agree. Yeah, he, you know, he wasn't like a well-rounded character, but I think they kept him simple enough, and they gave him good enough scenes. Like they just stuck to the action, you know, for the most part. And he felt like a real threat. Yeah, for me at least, like he he felt like a 
bad guy, like a big bad guy. Yeah, for and, sure. And it wasn't until, you know, Superman just kicked his ass at the end that you're like, right. okay, there's got to be a bigger bad guy. It's like if but, we just have Superman, this guy's not that big of a deal. <laughs> but they yeah. don't have him through the whole movie. So Yeah. yeah. But then um, – you know, Ronan from Guardians of the Galaxy, I just, I always felt like he didn't fully feel like that big of a deal, no. you know? So it, I, I thought all of that worked. I thought Steppenwolf really worked. And that was another change that they made was the, the whole redesign of his character. Mm-hmm. And he looked pretty dope in this version. Yeah. Do you, so based off the design, because there's a cool scene in there, I thought, where he's got like 25 arrows in him from the Amazonians. And then he just like flexes and his armor just like chops them all out of his body and he like keeps fighting. I assume that was all added, right? Because the character doesn't have like cool armor in the other one. And that yeah, was like, I, I thought that, that was like, yeah. that was awesome when I was watching. I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Badass. And uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. So anyway, real quick, back to the back to that ending oh, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they they set up this whole thing. You know, with um, Jared Leto's there as the Joker, and Deadshot's also working with Batman. They're in like this post-apocalyptic thing, and they had this whole like conversation. And you know, it felt to me like all of that was extremely tacked on. You know, it was you know, they could have ended the movie at the end of Part Six, and then all all of the epilogue could have been post-credit scenes. Yeah, which maybe we should take that into consideration or 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 not you know it also kind of felt like this was Zack Snyder being like I don't know if I'm gonna get a chance to make these movies I don't even know if I want to make these movies but this is what they would look like <laughs> yeah I think and, that's what it is <laughs> and yeah I'm just not I, I don't know about that you know yeah. I just don't know about that movie I don't know about that post-apocalyptic thing um you know I like you know I like when movies all make sense and connect like I love how Marvel's done it where they they all connect in a really great way. Mm. But I also loved how like Fox Xmas did X-Men did <laughs> Xmas. Fox X-Men yeah. did Logan, you know, and Logan was kind of like its own thing in its own world. And, you know, I don't know. Like, having as, as just a fun concept, having like a post-apocalyptic bad guy, Superman could be a fun movie. Mm-hmm. And then, but I don't know if I would want to tie in with the rest of them even. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It, yeah, it all again, comes down to how they ended up doing it. If they ever again, were. I don't know if they're going to or not. I've I, I have no idea if if Zack Snyder's done. Maybe they're There's... gonna wait and figure it out to see how this one does. Yeah. You know, I, I actually think it'd be kind of cool if they gave him another opportunity to make this another movie and have it be a four hour thing on hbo max you know i mean honestly like i'd be i'd be pretty into that if they were like hey uh zach you want to make that sequel for justice league yeah you're not gonna get a theatrical run but we'll give you four hours again you know i i think i'd be into that and i kind of think there's like a possibility there too like if you subtract some of these big guys that they might not necessarily need you know wonder woman and aquaman you know you could get the flash and cyborg and some of the smaller character, you know, that aren't these giant stars of their own film franchises, they might actually have like a, a possibility to afford to make something like that. I feel like, yeah, and I mean, they're not gonna do their, uh, you know, Warner Bros. has that deal with HBO right now, where um, their movies are being streamed at the same time they're in theaters. Yeah, um, I read today that they're not doing that next year, so they're going to presumably they're going to want something else right. to bring in subscribers next year yeah. and the year after. So this could be one of those things. And if this does extremely well, which, uh, you know, it's getting good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that people are watching it. Um, maybe they'll, maybe they'll do it. Um, I, I, I kind of wonder if Zack Snyder's interested. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah. I mean, who knows? Again, I know he's like he... a theater guy, right? right? Like he wants his movies to be in theater. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know. I wonder what his perspective is right now on his movie being on HBO Max. I mean, he, I bet he's he... trying behind the scenes to get it in the IMAX theater. He is. He claims that he's going to get it into theaters at some point. He's just not sure if it'll if they'll let him do a full four hour version. If he's gonna have to like do another like cut of it, but. um 
oh yeah we didn't even mention like the <laughs> aspect ratio of this movie but it really doesn't it didn't bother me at all i didn't even really think about it um it's not widescreen you know it's like a I don't even know what the it was it's like, like one, square. I can't remember what yeah, the exact dimensions are, but they make it like a square, and so it's like your bars on your right and left instead of on yeah. top, which is and just a strange choice. I don't. Yeah, it's super weird. And again, it's like one of those like Christopher Nolan would do something like that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I I actually didn't mind it at all. I didn't really think too much of it, and I thought there were actually a few scenes that worked better because of it. Mm -hmm. That scene in the beginning where Wonder Woman takes the bomb and throws it, or she jumps through the ceiling and then throws it into space. Yeah. See the distance there? Yeah. I thought that worked better because of the aspect ratio. Yeah. But, but. yeah, dude. Yeah, overall, it's, you know, it's a giant movie. There's so much that we didn't even talk about, but, um, I think overall, yeah. I I really liked it, and I highly recommend people give it a shot, watch it, you know, watch it in seven sittings, even like just do like an episode, like look at it as like a show or something. If you're not going to be able to sit there for that long, but um, it's definitely worth it, and it's a I think it's a solid movie, and it's a cool thing that we probably won't see ever again. Like it could only exist in this weird time that we're in where the theaters don't exist you know and studios are scrambling to figure out what to do so um it's a cool yeah. thing yeah derek i agree um i i definitely think this is worth it i um you know it's indulgent it's long it's <laughs> kind of like watching the lord of the rings um extended. you know extended edition the two towers extended edition specifically where it's <laughs> just like oh wow this is long you know but again i broke it up into sections and yeah. you know i spent the whole weekend watching it basically and man i i really enjoyed it um this is coming from someone who's very skeptical of Zack snyder and i might be with you i haven't decided if it's his best movie or not i i'd have to like really think about his other movies but you know if you're into comic book movies which Again, if you're if you're not into comic book movies, then maybe you shouldn't waste your time with this. Yeah. But if you are into like action movies and comic books and you want to be up on what's happening with them, definitely check this out. Definitely watch it. You know, You'll it's something fun. special. It's something unique. And yeah, I mean, I'm I I might give it four stars at this point. Yeah, that's you know? kind of about what I'm thinking too. So, um, you know, it, it's solid. I, the, yeah, I I don't think it's better than Wonder Woman. Right. But I think it might be the second best for me of the yeah. DCEU movies. So yeah. that would not be including Joker. But also, like, I definitely think it's better than Joker. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not as into Joker as you are. Yeah. Because it kind of depends um, how you like your cheese, too. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, like, hold Aquaman as, like, the second best. But it's just so cheesy and, like, absurd. You got to be into that to really like it. But, totally. Uh, I mean, and this movie, too, is like that. You know, you have to be able it to, is. like, kind of, like, ignore some stuff. And, you know, it definitely is um, campy in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know, it's I, I really feel like, you know, Zack Snyder is not a subtle filmmaker. He's full of camp and he wants to really show you how much symbolism he is aware of. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of eye rolly. You know, it's kind of like, OK, I know what you're doing there. You're not subtle, Zach. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> you know what? Uh, if you're able to, like, not get too hung up on that or the constant poses, you know, there are times where, like, you know, Wonder Woman will, like, show up and then just, like, stand there for a while <laughs> and just pose. And you're like, like, I get it. This is a really cool shot. And yeah, yeah I might pose, too, if I can <laughs> jump as high as her. But you know most movies aren't going to have that like you know 20 second shot of someone just posing mm -hmm. still you know if you can get into those things uh i think there's a lot there to enjoy yeah so yeah i'd give it four stars yeah so i think i'm right about there too so that being said um you know that kind of wraps up this episode um of the monthly movie dispatch next week um you're not gonna be here but i will be here uh, me and Sean are going to be talking about The Father, the best picture winning, uh, not winning, best picture nominated film that is in theaters now, but it'll also be available for streaming next weekend. Nice. So um, The Faja, 
um, I don't think we could have a more different movie from <laughs> the father coming from right. Justice League. Yeah. So um, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm I'm very uh, I won't say I'm eager to watch such a sad movie and talk about it, but I'm sure it'll be really great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, this has been the monthly movie dispatch. Um, please like and subscribe and follow us on um, YouTube and other podcast mediums and. Um, with that, I'm going to say uh, signing off. This has been the Monthly Movie Dispatch, and keep watching those films. Bye, everybody.